Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Gonna uh, go back to our roots here and um, talk about a message that I guess I take for granted a little bit because it seems to be like the theme through everything, but it's been a while since we've um, actually done a, a podcast on it, if we've actually done one at all. So we're going to call this one, God is in control. <laughs> God is in control. Is God in control? That's probably a better question. Is God in control? You know that, if you, if you um, have been in the body of Christ for a while, that's that's really a, a statement that you'll hear a lot. And, and it's been... Uh, va- grossly misunderstood as a doctrine. And it's really hindered Christians from receiving what they should and, and really knowing God like they should. God is a good God. You have to settle in your heart, number one, that God is a good God. If God is for me, who can be against me? Man may curse me, but God will bless me and I'll go on rejoicing. But somehow people, when you when you notice, you know, I don't encourage you to like go get into doctrin- doctrinal debates with people. It's really kind of a... Um, it's never really, unless someone's asking genuinely, what do you believe about this? It's never really fruitful. But people uh, generally, when it comes to um, a lot of things, they will, uh, a lot of doctrines, they'll use, they'll use human experience as their basis for the doctrine. So let me give you an example. Uh, the Bible says the thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. I am come that you may have life and you may have it in abundance. And so you can pretty easily look and see what falls into God's category and what falls into the devil's category. So steal, kill, and destroy. So let's look at sickness. Would sickness be life and life more abundantly or steal, kill, and destroy? Well, Ryan, it's not that simple. Yeah, it kind of is that simple. If you look back even to original sin when Adam sinned, what came in because of Adam's sin? Did sickness or did God put sickness as, as, as part of Adam's experience before he sinned? It was, it was sickness there because Adam sinned. Was sickness is limited death. Disease is, is a dysfunction. It's a death of something in your body. It's something not functioning right. It's something decaying, right? Uh, something that's not functioning as it should. So it came because of sin. So sin has consequence. And the consequence of sin is death. It's sickness. It's disease. It's depression. It's it's open door for the devil. And so it's addiction. It's all these things. But so what happens is good Christians, well-meaning Christians will run into a situation where a sickness comes. And then they say, well, the Bible says that healing is the children's bread and I'm not healed. So obviously that there's something different going on. This isn't a sickness. This isn't sickness. That's from the devil. This is God's using the sickness to teach me a lesson, right? People have to justify why, why is God's word not automatically happening? Do you want to know why God's word doesn't automatically happen in your personal life? It's because God is not in control over your personal life. You are. The sovereignty of God, that's what they call it, where God is in control, is the sovereignty of God. God in his sovereignty has chosen to put me through this infirmity to teach me lessons and to teach me compassion so I can have a greater heart for those around me. No, that's not what it is. You know, you can learn compassion. I've had people come up and say that. You know, a prophet told me that God gave me this sickness to teach me compassion. God didn't give you any sickness. The Bible says that God anointed in Acts 10.38, Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, not of his father, of the devil. Jesus healed all, and in the New Testament, they healed all on 23 different occasions. He healed all. So there wasn't even a single person out of thousands and thousands, multitudes, that he said, oh no, this one can stay because God's using this to teach them a lesson. It was instantly, 
they were instantly set free from it. So God, in his sovereignty, chose to give man a free will. If you go to heaven or if you go to hell is not up to God. If you go to heaven is up to you. If you go to hell is up to you. God chose to give you free will. God actually gave us control of this planet. The Bible says the heavens, Psalm 115, 14 and 15, the heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he gave to the children of men. He said, I put before you death and life, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live. So you have a decision to make every day on how you're going to cooperate with the word of God. You're, I assume most people listening to us are born-again Christians. I would, I would say probably a close 99% of people are born-again Christians that are persisting and listening to this podcast. I don't think we have any atheists who are just like, yeah, I just really enjoy that Ryan and Krista Yosta podcast. The stuff he talks about is riveting, right? His stories are phenomenal, really. Yeah, I don't think that's, I don't think that's what's happening. So you're a Christian, but how did you become a Christian? You became a Christian because you heard the word of God, you believed it, and you confessed with your mouth. The Bible says, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, and with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. So you had to act on the word. You know, there's enough blood of Jesus to wash the world clean of its sins, to wash, to save everybody on planet earth. Why don't they get saved? They don't get saved because they don't have a preacher. They don't hear. That's why we have... uh, missionaries that get sent out. We have people who go to different countries. That's why there's missionaries in the, far, in, the, in the corners of the world. That's why, you know, places where you can't go as a missionary, where it's illegal, that we, they ship in Bibles. You know, in North Korea, you know how they get Bibles in North Korea? They get these balloons. They put these Bibles in these balloons. They inflate them with air, and they remote control these balloons over the border from, from South Korea and from the bordering countries over the border and land them into North Korea, and then they, and it's in their language, and the people pick them up, and they hope that the people read them and get saved. That, and and they put tracts in them. That's how they're getting people saved in North Korea because it's shut off. The internet's limited. Like there's you, you can't, <laughs> you can't get in there. I believe a day's coming in the name of Jesus where that iron wall will be opened up. It doesn't matter who it takes to pass away. That that iron wall will be opened up and the gospel will be made available. Man, a revival will sweep through North Korea. But they don't hear because they don't have a preacher. And then they hear and they don't mix faith. You know, there's been people who have preached the gospel to that just laugh it off. I don't care. I don't believe in God. And they just go their way. And they'll account to God for that, that they heard the gospel and didn't respond. And so, but it's the same with everything within that. People act like the moment they come into Christianity, oh, I gave God my life. So now any circumstance in my life that I run into is something that God intended for me. And it's not. The devil is still a, is, there's still a foe. There's still a battle. You just have to know that you've been given the victory in Christ Jesus. So God equipped you through his word to overcome sickness. God equipped you through his word to overcome uh, depression, to overcome addiction. God equipped you. Sin shall no longer have dominion over you. You know that scripture has power to defeat the power of sin in your life. And so people you have to begin to look and see what came from God and what came from the devil. What am I supposed to receive and what am I supposed to fight? Because if you can't get that right, you'll be like the people on Christian radio. You know, sometimes you go to the mountaintop, but then God will take you down into the valley. This is not, that's not in the Bible. The Bible says the path of the just is as a shining light. It shines more and more into that perfect day. He says, I go from strength to strength until I, uh, I, I, I appear before him in Zion. So God has a plan from me, from here, and for you, from where you are until the day that you see him face to face to bring you into the kingdom of God, 
greater than you entered in, to, 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 for you to be more blessed, for you to be healthy, for you to be rich financially, for you to have an impact on the kingdom of God, for you to, to, for you to take people with you. God has a plan. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. But there's things you have to cooperate. If you really want God to make you rich and you want it to be God's way of doing it with no sorrow, you can't love money. You can't be rich towards the purpose of your money has to be the kingdom of God. And until you can get that figured out where, where you're giving sacrificially, because you're, you're giving where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. If you want to create a love for God and, a, and, a, a, and, a not, and, and to kill the love for money, you, you give sacrificially. You give big. You, you go hard in giving. Generosity will hit you. And then, and then when you're like, man, you're looking for ways to make money so you can give more. So you can be a greater blessing to the body of Christ so that you can give into the winning of souls, so you can put outreaches on. Then you know, and then God can use that. And it's not the only thing. You have to be a diligent worker. You have to, you know, be, there's, there's different things to, to become rich by the way, from, from God's perspective, that God will make you rich. But God has a plan for that, but you cooperate with that plan. So you have to look and say, is God in control? So if you're taking notes, let me tell you what God is in control over. Number one, he's in control over when you appear on the earth. He chose to put your spirit in your body. Number two, he's in control over the ages. So there's the ages that, that like when Adam was here, it was the age of innocence. And then after that, it was the age of conscience, right? There was no law. It was the age of conscience. So those people became, either went to... Um, Abraham's bosom, or they went to hell based on the, how they treated their conscience. And I believe that's what it's like for people who don't get to hear the gospel, is it's how they treated their conscience, whether they, they, they're judged by their conscience. That's God's law put in their heart, according to Romans 1. And so there's the age of conscience, then there's the age of, the, the age of law, and then there's the age of grace, which is what we're in now. Dispensation is what it's called, or age. So God's in control of those. You know, when Jesus comes back, that's up to God. That's not up to us. God is in control over the rap, the timing of the rapture. Jesus even said, I don't know. My father knows the day. No one knows the day of the hour but my father. God's in control over that. God's in control. You know, what you read in Revelation will come to pass with or without you. God's in control. There's a harvest that God plans on reaping. The Bible says all Israel will be saved. God's in control over that. God will use people, but it's his plan. I heard this story, and I'll tell you the story about Reinhard Bonke. He tells a story how he was um, a minister back in, um, with a certain denomination back in um, Germany, and he had a he had a dream, and in his dream, he it was he saw the continent of Africa and was being covered in the blood of Jesus, and he and he heard Africa will be saved, and he woke up weeping for Africa, and he said Africa will be saved, and he said I got to go and go minister in Africa, and his wife said the the denomination will kick you out. And then he said, okay, and he slept on it. And the next night, same dream, Africa covered in the blood of Jesus, Africa will be saved. He woke up crying, Africa will be saved. She's like, they're going to kick you out. He said, I'm going to fast and pray, and then I'm going to see what the Lord wants. And he, went, he checked into a hotel, he got down on his knees, and he went into a vision, and it was the same vision. Africa covered in the blood of Jesus, Africa will be saved. He get up, he, he said, it was the shortest fast I ever did. He went up and got up, and he said, I got to do it. And so they packed up their stuff, they told the denomination, the denomination kicked him out. And, and he went to Africa and started preaching. He was holding a tent meeting and um, he was like doing tent meeting for ministers in the morning and then the, the big thing at night. And he saw a poster that said, this is, I'm just going to make up the, I think it was in the seventies. Let's just say June of, you know, this is in 76, but he had moved to Africa and uh, been called in June of 74. And um, 
So let's just say, let's just say 1976. And he sees a flyer for another crusade happening from a famous African missionary, African evangelist, happening uh, 40 kilometers away. So after his morning meeting, he gets in the car and drives over to this tent meeting, and he gets in there, and he looks on the stage, and it's not the man in the poster. It's another man, and he waits till afterwards, after the meeting's over, and goes and greets the man and says, Hi, I'm Reinhard Bonka. I'm holding a crusade down here you know, 40 kilometers away. And the guy says, and he said, and then Ronald Bunker says, where's the man of God? He said, well, I'm his assistant. The guy who was preaching said, I'm his assistant. He stopped doing his uh, mass crusades here in Africa. And he said, what? He said, yeah, he just decided that he wasn't going to do them anymore. And and when he decided, he said, when did he decide? He said, well, he, just, he stopped doing them in June of 74. And he stopped doing them. Reinhard Bonker realized the, the, the same month that he had the vision from the Lord, go to Africa, and, and to do, you know, win souls, all of Africa will be saved, was the month that the other man decided that he wasn't doing it anymore. So what does that tell you? God is sovereign, is that there will be a harvest reaped. God will use whoever he has to use. But if he uses you, it's completely up to you. If you go to heaven, it's completely up to you. If you go to hell, it's completely up to you. If you fulfill God's plan for your life, it's completely up to you. If you walk in health, it's completely up to you. God, yes, God is our healer. God is the one who calls us. God gives us the way to do it, but we cooperate. The Bible even says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So if you're saying, yeah, you know, I'm just anxious about getting a job, you're going to be anxious for the rest of your life. You keep saying things like that. But if you ch- change your words and you say, I, no, I'm not, I'm not anxious for anything. I never worry about anything. God's on my side. I, I, I rejoice always. I'm always rejoicing. I'm the most joyful person that I know. No, I'm not depressed. God gave me the garment of praise for the Spirit. I'm cooperating with the Word of God. When you cooperate with the Word, it releases power to perform. So the question is, is God in control? Yes, of some things he's in control. He's in control that you made it to the earth now. He, he's in control over his call for your life. He's in control over the ages, but he's not in control over what you do and what you get out of life on a daily basis. He's purpose to bless you. He's purpose to increase you. He's purpose to keep you healthy and to heal you. What you receive is up to you. So I want to encourage you, dive into the word. If there's an area where you say, man, I'm not experiencing the life of God in this area, get into the word. What does the word say? Put the word of God in your heart and let it, let it benefit you. God is looking to promote his people. I'm just waiting on the Lord. Most times people are not waiting on the Lord. We're waiting on the Lord for the rapture. You need to go after Now there's some things like if you're believing for a spouse and you're 15, you know, you need to wait on the Lord's timing. But People don't accept the devil's nonsense because God's somehow teaching you a lesson through this sickness. That's not how he said, my sheep know my voice and a voice of a stranger they won't follow. God is a good God. He's a God of love. He doesn't have weird ways of doing things to teach his people lessons. He teaches us through the word and through discipline if we need it, not through sickness and disease. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.